You know, I like to talk a little bit about two verses of this uh, uh, Christmas story. And it came to pass in those days, or it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let's now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Who likes parties? You kids, you like parties? All right, you like birthday parties. All right, that's good. You know what, Pastor Weigert loves it too. You know, they had a birthday party for me uh, here at, the, uh, uh, at our staff meeting, and, and you know, I low and forgot. They, they gave me a hat and everything. You probably saw the picture of it, all right? I look like a dunce, right? Maybe that's what the staff calls me. I don't know, but anyway. But this morning, I like, or this evening, I, want, I would like to invite you to a party. A party in the barn. Wonder, awe, in wonder, awe, and joy, and great thanksgiving, we join in that journey in spirit through the shepherds in the old barn in Bethlehem. And to see the guest of honor, the Lord has made known unto us and all the world in the birth of Jesus. It's birthday today for Jesus. And you know, this is the most unusual party. Because generally when you have a party, you generally send out invitations, right? Well, there was no formal invitations issued. Neither the angel of the Lord nor the great company of the choir of heaven commanded the, the shepherds to attend. But you notice after they had this blip in the sky, in obedient faith, the shepherds said to one another, hey, come on, let's go into that Bethlehem and see this thing which has taken place, which the Lord has made known unto us. And you know, they went because they believed. They believed that message of the angel, and they wanted to see what had taken place in, that, in Bethlehem that night. You know, it wasn't like they wanted to just check out the town to see if it was true. But you know, it was just the opposite. They believed the angel and they went to see that Lord, the little baby. And think about it, when we are 2,000 years away, the first persons to hear the good news of the birth of the baby Jesus were shepherds. They weren't the high priests, the Pharisees. Does that kind of strike you a little strange? You see, if you knew a shepherd back in those days, they weren't the elite group. In fact, they were people who had, were a questionable character. I, had, uh, I have one daughter. Well, she's married now with a child, but when she uh, was a teenager, we go through the mall, and I see that person, that guy in there, and he looked a little off, and I said, don't bring him home. Don't bring him home. And, you know, maybe some of those people at that time with shepherds said the same thing, don't bring him home, because they were kind of shady characters. But yet, that is the type of people that Jesus wanted to have at his birthday party. 
that was the same, that was the person, the people that he wanted to tell the good news that the Savior has come. And you know, they were just content to be shepherds. Nothing more, nothing less. They didn't impress anybody. But don't you wish that you could have been one of those shepherds that night on that first Christmas evening? Because they were responsible for the sheep's safety, watching their flocks by night. That's what they were, it was said in the Christmas story. And they kept one eye open for predators and the other eye open for thieves. And they had to keep both eyes from closing to sleep. But can you imagine in the no street lights, nothing, just backless, uh, pure darkness, and perhaps a little fire there that's uh, keeping them warm, and lo and behold, the sky lets up. Suddenly, they said, the angel of the Lord appeared, and the glory of the Lord circled around them, and they were relaxed. Oh, hum. No, they were sore afraid. Here, for he had news to bring them joy. And you know, before they could catch their breath, not only one angel appeared, but a heavenly host, a sky full of angels, presenting a concert, just like they presented today. I don't think they had drums, though. But anyway, they had a concert on the spot. And as quickly as it started, it was over. And then the, the uh, angels returned home to heaven. Now what? Would they uh, come back? Maybe they had a second act. Maybe they had an encore. Would there be another message? But the shepherds took the initiative. They said, let's now go into Bethlehem and see this thing which has taken place, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they went to Bethlehem a short distance away. And in Bethlehem, they found that bread of life, that Messiah born for their salvation. They went with haste and anticipation, with excitement, and they made tracks to Bethlehem. And yes, see your Savior comes. Because the Lord reveals they found Mary and Joseph and the babe just like that angel mentioned in promise. And in truth, the Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. And so these shepherds attended the party in the barn. You know, I love farms. I love animals. I love barns. In fact, my grandpa... He had a great big barn for a, a, a six-year-old looking at that with, with cows to milk. And my uncle was there helping, and I noticed as the cows were becoming to milk, every little stall had a name on it. And I said, Grandpa, how do they know which stall to, to go to? Oh, we teach them to read. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you see, as a sign of his love for the poor and lowly uh, world, God chose a barn as a place for his son to be born. 
the creator of all took the form of a human flesh and blood in his nature, his in creation in a barn. He wasn't born in a sterile hospital like most of us with the doctors and the nurses with high-tech equipment, but a barn, home of sheep and goats and cattle. And we see God's grace revealed in that humble barn. A barn? Yes. Have you ever been in a barn? How many of you have been in a barn? How many of your kids have been in a barn? Okay. You know, the aroma of a barn often needs something to be desired. That's the place where all the promise of the Lord, of God, came together in Christ. And that son of God called that barn home. And you know, God doesn't shrink from the going to the barn to his wor- of his world. And even though, and we know sometimes uh, how a barn stinks, even though the stench of our sins, God loves us. He pays no attention to the odor. And like a father whose prodigal son returned, God comes to us and he puts his arms around us and he kisses us. That's what he does for us in Jesus, who was born in a barn in Bethlehem. You know, the apostle Paul wrote this, when the the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things that we have done, but because of his mercy. He loved us and he saved us through the washing, the rebirth, and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, which he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Well, to work in a barn requires love, care, and compassion. It takes a lot of, a great deal of giving and self-sacrifice. It's the kind of giving and self-sacrifice what Paul speaks about Jesus, who being the very nature God, did not require or consider the equality with God something to be grasped. But he humbled himself. He made himself low. He made himself nothing. That the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. The newborn calf or kitten in a barn reminds us of the creator's promise of life and of the future. Hear that baby Jesus that Son of God lovingly consents to come to this world and to be born in a barn to show us his love, his care, his compassion. And you know, a barn has no executive office, but there's plenty of room to work. You see, in Jesus, God comes to our world to do the work to start and to finish our work of salvation. Jesus came and he jumped in and he got involved. He says, my father is always at work to this very day and I too am working. 
Jesus was born literally to work himself to death for us. His work was to sacrifice his body and blood on the cross for our redemption. You see, in this Christmas season, you can't take the cross or you can't take the cradle away from the cross because those two go together. And you know, in a barn, we learn not to make quick and hurried moves so that we don't scare the animals. Care and caution must be exercised with the, with the animals as well as with the equipment. And you know, as although God first gave that promise of a savior to Adam and Eve when they sinned 4,000 years before, it took centuries before that promise of a Savior was fulfilled. And it wasn't that God was a procrastinator, that God was slow, but he took great pains to ensure that his plan of salvation would be complete and lacking nothing. Always we quick and to act quick to jump to conclusions, or careful so that, the caution, so that caution, so that nothing important is overlooked. You see, James reminds us, he says, everyone should be quick to listen, but slow to speak and slow to become angry. And here these shepherds, they came, they saw, and were conquered by that sight. And then came the celebration, the good news of great joy. And that celebration grew and grew and grew in their hearts, and they rejoiced that they saw that little baby in a manger, and their, and their joy knew no limits. They would do like Asama said in the Old Testament, shout for joy to the Lord, all you earth burst into jubilant song with music, with trumpets and a blast of ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord, the King. So in other words, this night, let's celebrate the goodness and the greatness of God in worship and witness. And you know, when you look at that story, the shepherds did both. They worshiped as they came to Bethlehem and they gave witness when they found Mary and Joseph they gave witness about what they saw in the sky, those angels and their message. And then Mary and Joseph likely told the shepherds about what all was leading up or had been leading up to this birth of this baby. And both the shepherds and Mary and Joseph worshiped and praised God who gave his son for the world. And they witnessed and they spread the word concerning what was told them about this child. So we have one question. One question remains. What about us? Are we like that shepherd involved in worship? And you are here today worshiping and giving witness to what God tells us happened 2,000 years ago. We worship as we come into this church this evening where Jesus makes himself known in word and in sacrament. And in worship, we hear that word of Christ, that word of the gospel, which tells a new and old, that familiar story of Jesus never gets old. 
and we celebrate his coming by singing his praises we're doing tonight. Unlike most parties, this party in the barn never ends, or at least it shouldn't. It continues each day. We celebrate and witness God's birth, God's coming to, to us, and we tell others about the greatest news ever told, that Jesus came to save us. He loves us. We come with excitement and with anticipation and joy to celebrate that gift that God gives to us in his son Jesus, who was born, born for us. So I have an invitation for you. Come on, let's come to the party in the barn. Amen.